0: Jcastnetwork.org. Shalom and welcome back to Daily Duff Differently. This is David Wise, Rabbi in Queens in Hollis Hills, bringing you Eruvin Pay Tet, Eruvin page 89. So, do you remember what we learned together yesterday? Or the day before? Or any day in the past? Memory is such a key component in learning. And I confess that I forget what I've studied faster than the time it took me to understand it in the first place. Now, we all have the benefit of a written text to which we can return. And with Daily Duff differently, well, it's archived. So if you forget what we learned today, you can always go back and click and review it. But in antiquity... When the sages of the Talmud we study, lived and functioned as carriers of the tradition, all they had was their memories. And memory, especially its capacity to fail, is a major component of what we encounter on Eruvin peitet today's daf. You hopefully recall that yesterday we finished Perek Chet, chapter 8 of Eruvin, so it's on to Perek Kol Gagot, chapter 9. Here's the opening Mishnah. The roofs of the buildings in a common municipality are to be considered one common domain as long as there isn't a 10 handbreadth difference in height between any adjacent roofs. This is Rabbi Meir's opinion. The Chachamim, the sages, however, say, Each roof is its own domain. So, while Rabbi Meir would allow carrying on Shabbat from one rooftop to the next as long as they are more or less level, the sages forbid such carrying. Rabbi Shimon brings a third opinion. Multiple rooftops, like courtyards and carpefiot areas not designated for human habitation, are considered one domain regarding items that were there before Shabbat, but not for items that were indoor before Shabbat and thus can't be carried onto the roof. That's the Mishnah. The Gemara on Peitet attempts to clarify first Rabbi Meir's position and then that of the sages. So it tells the story of a group of sages, Abaye Bar Avin, Rabbi Hanina Bar Avin, and the other and more famous, Abaye, sitting together talking halacha. The brothers Bar Avin say they understand the sages' position forbidding carrying on rooftops on Shabbat. Just as residents are divided into separate private domains down below, so are they separated up above on the roof. But what, they ask, is Rabbi Meir's rationale. If he, too, considers the separation below to extend to the roof, why would he consider level rooftops to be one reshoot? And if he says there's no separation between residents above, why does he care if the roofs are relatively level? That shouldn't matter. Abaye, the master, sitting with the Baravin brothers, resolves the issue. But the content of that resolution is actually less interesting than the way he responds to the others in the conversation. He says, Hada Amar Omer Haya Rabbi Meir, did you never hear what Yitzchak Bar Avdimi said that Rabbi Meir would say? First let's answer what Rabbi Meir would say. Whenever you have two distinct domains, that happen to have the same legal status, such as a pillar and amud in the middle of a Rishuta the pillar also constituting a Rishuta a private domain, we are not al- allowed to use that pillar to adjust a load because of a gzera, a rabbinic decree to protect against us doing the same on a hill in the middle of reshut the public domain. Now what Abaye can't believe is that the other two haven't heard this legal decision in the name of Rabbi Meir. Didn't you hear this? The context is different, but still Abaye expects that the others will know the ruling and will have thought to apply it to our Mishnah. So either Abaye is challenging their knowledge and their ability to use it, or he's critiquing their memories. Sages disagree all the time, but if they don't have encyclopedic recall of the words of earlier authorities, they're in trouble. The next sugya on the daf deals with the position of the chachamim. The Gemara attempts to clarify a debate between Rav and Shmuel in light of that part of the Mishnah. Rav, who doesn't permit carrying on an individual roof beyond Dal Amot four cubits, doesn't seem to mesh with the Chachamim here. In resolving the tension, we get a statement from Rabbi Elazar, who functioned in Eretz Israel, about statements from the disciples of Rav's and Shmuel's Babylonian academies. But what follows is an even more troubling scene about memory. Rav Yosef says, "says Lashmi Ali Hashmata," I never heard this teaching. Abaye, his student, immediately replies, "Atamrat amrat, nihalan, ve aha amrat In fact, you told it to us, and it was in this context. And then Abaye attempts to remind Rav Yosef of all of the detailed arguments that he, Rav Yosef, had once shared with his disciples. You told us that if a large roof is adjacent to a small one, one may carry on the large one only. And you told us that Rav Yehuda said in Shmuel's name that that ruling only applied if people actually resided on each roof, but in the absence of residence, carrying was permitted on both roofs. Rav Yosef, his memory triggered somewhat, says in reply, no, what I said was that if there were mechitzot on each roof, you could carry on the big one, but not on the small one. And then he explains why. But you said diurine, residence was the X factor, insists Abaye. Rav Yosef responds, if I mention residence, it was only in relation to the mechitzot being fit for use by residents in theory. Rashi, in the midst of this attempt to discern what Rav Yosef once said, adds a brief note about the stars in the Talmudic story. Rav Yosef chala v'shakach Talmudot. Rav Yosef fell ill and forgot his learning. Rav Yosef is a fallen star. Given the Talmudic emphasis on the transfer of oral tradition, what is unfolding here is a scene of great pain and pathos. Rav Yosef claims never to have heard a particular ruling while his student, either dutifully or with great frustration, attempts to remind him that he himself had taught it in a masterly fashion. Then Rav Yosef desperately tries to reclaim control of his memory and his legacy of teachings. The more Abaye suggests that he's forgotten, the more Raviosef asserts that he knows what he once said. Rashi, echoing the Talmudic tradition about Raviosef, says that illness robbed this great Babylonian scholar of his memory. Notice that it doesn't say that Raviosef's advanced age brought with it memory loss. Illness is the given cause. But the Gemara could just as easily have papered over Rav Yosef's decline, leaving out these embarrassing episodes. Maybe its ultimate message in recording them is to remind us that of the many things in life that are fragile, memory is one of the most precious. And when someone has the capacity to retain the tradition, we should consider that a gift from God. That's all for A Ruvine Paytet, A Ruvine page 89. Don't forget to tune in again tomorrow to another podcast of Daily Duff Differently. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Duff Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.